Greetings from Russ's Barn and Grill in Silver Lake, Indiana. I'm your host, Russ Bauer. Welcome to my Pipe Dreams podcast, presented by Callenborn Abrazis Corporation. In the upcoming podcast, we will explore the 100-year history of Callenborn Calprotect, the 50-year history of Callenborn Abrazist, and my 45-year affiliation with KAC and Callenborn International, as well as the employees, customers, suppliers, and applications we've enjoyed over the years. Today is a special podcast. We're going to talk to my parents, Russ and Ann. As always, you can find out more information on our U.S. website, Callenborn.us, and international website, Callenborn.com. Today's guest, as I said, my parents. I'm kind of fortunate. I'm 65 years old, and I still have my parents. They're sitting here at the long bar at Russ's Barn and Grill with all the headsets and stuff on, and uh, they're not sure what's going on exactly. My dad's 88. My mom's 84. Uh, they're pretty darn uh, uh, sharp for their age, I guess, to get around well. They are been camping out here for a couple of weeks at the farm, and uh, we're going to have a little chat with them. Uh, Mom and Dad were both born in Ohio. They currently live in Cicero, Indiana. Uh, they have a dog named Heidi. What kind of dog, Mom? Pomeranian? Okay. Uh, she's a little fuzzball. Uh, I'll throw a picture on uh, my Facebook page at some point so you can see who they are and what the puppy looks like. So welcome to Pipe Dreams, Mom and Dad. So what we do usually is, is uh, each one of you just give me a little background. When, when you were born, where you were born, uh, where you went to school, when you got married. So just tell me about the early years of Russ and Ann Bauer. Well, I was born in Montpelier, Ohio, in town, which was unusual. Um, Same place as me, right? Same hospital? Oh, and I was not born in a hospital. I was oh. born in a home. Okay. okay. Um, my dad was a farmer plus a factory worker plus whatever he could do to earn money. Yeah. Um, Grandma was a nurse? No, at that time, my mom was just a, what you call a stay-at-home mother. Worked at home, gardening and all that sort of thing had to be done. So, uh, she was busy. Uh, I had... Uh, two older sisters. Later on, I had a brother, <laughs> which was really detrimental to me <laughs> because I was daddy's girl, and that kind of ceased a little bit when he was born. How old were you when Phil was born? I was eight years old. Uh, see, okay. But uh, we got along all right, and just... Then moved to a farm after, I think I was, oh, just maybe four or five years old and uh, lived there till we moved. My dad bought a small place then. and uh, The same place I remember where the pond was? Yes. Okay. But the, as you remember, it was, the house was up by the road. And the ponds were behind. Well, at that time, when Dad bought it, it was just a house. The, I guess I remember vividly, the four corners of the house set on big, fat rocks. There was no foundation. And so in the process of uh, changing so it was more solid, Dad moved to the house to the road and put electricity in, 
uh, dug a well, and it was modern. You had you had electricity and water. How cool! Right. <laughs> yeah, how cool. And then later on, he built the ponds. But well, didn't they dig that pond because of the interstate? Oh no, that has nothing to do with that. No, dirt went to a golf course. You went to high school in Montpelier? Yes. Okay. And graduated in 56, 57? 56. 56. Yeah, 20 years before me. Okay, let's let's stop right there with your story. Dad, same thing. You were born in Edgerton or Holgate? I was born uh, out in the country. Yeah. Uh, Pleasant Bend, Ohio. Okay. Uh I was no longer there. Uh, my dad worked for a, a farmer named Otis Grimm before he started farming. And uh, we then moved to Colgate to a 40-acre farm. And he farmed that. And then we moved to north of Holgate to a 240-acre farm. And... He got sick, and when I was about, I guess I was 10 or 11, he got yellow jaundice, almost died, and uh, I grew up uh, farming from 10 years old on. My brother and I uh, farmed the 240 acres, 20 cows, took care of the hogs. That sort of thing. I had my driver's license when I was 13 so I could get feed ground for the animals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you had uh, six brothers and sisters? Six brothers and sisters. So there was you, Kenny, Gail, Lee, Ned, Marcia, and Patty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's, which there's three left. Yep. And you're the oldest. Yes. So pretty lucky there. So where'd you go to high school? Uh Went to grade school at Holgate, and I graduated from Edgerton. And my higher education was at Fort Wayne. Yep, Sam's IT and T. Oh, remember that. So, so now we're out of high school. You you joined the army. Oh, they joined me. Oh, they joined you. Okay, <laughs> I <was> drafted. <laughs> Sorry, you was drafted. So you went. Uh, this was in uh, in the mid fifties. So you're yeah. you're a Korean era vet. You were stationed in California, anywhere else? Just Texas. Texas, California. And uh, Colorado. Yep. And, and Ma, you were, you were still in high school when Dad was in the Army. How did you guys, uh, I mean, was it, I, I remember some pen pal story, writing letters to each other or something? Every day. Yeah. But, did, but he was Kenny's brother, right? You didn't know him? Oh, yeah. yes, I did. Yeah, I, did. I, I was head of part of the 4-H in the county. Huh. And uh, the mom was a 4-H chick. Yes, it's <laughs> funny. And good. she used to. I'd call the score dances, and she used to sit and watch. He had a brother the same age I was, right, right. and we were good friends. Yeah. Okay, so then, uh, so then Uncle Herschel, uh, Dad's uncle, my Grandpa Bauer's brother, Herschel Bauer, was a preacher. He from Colorado. From Colorado, he took you to. California and married he, you? No, no, he married us in Montpelier. Oh, we married you in Ohio. Okay, and good. In West Bethesda Presbyterian Church. Grandpa's church. Grandpa's mother's church. Yeah. Yes. Where he's buried at. My church. Your church. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so then about 10 months later, I came along. Then what happened? 
Oh, you were farming? <laughs> we No. Yeah. Where did you live when I was born? Uh in a farmhouse we rented. Near fifteen dollars a month, no no <laughs> no electric. well we had electricity, we had electric, but no water in the no house. No water, no bathroom, no, nothing like that. <laughs> What yeah well but 1958 that was the year I was born so were you were hauling milk then no that was previous to when I went to the service it wasn't working at all the yeah. jobs were not available after he was actually got out of the service. a depression huh well did you help your dad farm when I yeah some yeah and then I rented a farm and <clears throat> over by Brian and uh, how did we end up in Michigan. Oh, I didn't work out well with the farm in Bryan, and I found this farm in Michigan at Marshall, mm -hmm. and uh, they furnished all the cattle and everything. I thought it was a pretty good deal, so we moved up there. Then they built I-69, and they took the farm for the— Yep, eminent domain. For that interchange right there. The for the interchange between Marshall and Battle Creek. Yeah. So we had to get out of there. And I used to make podcasts for uh, about the young people and 4-H for Jay Gould was yeah. a farm broadcaster on WOWO. For those of you, Jay Gould was the farm guy on WOWO, the biggest he, radio station in the, yeah. in the country at the time out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I actually was on that radio, too couple times so yeah, yeah. so uh, he knew uh this fellow named guy acre that had a a big farm folk farm at north manchester and uh or silver lake not north manchester uh, silver lake he he couldn't he suggested i get in touch with him and i was going to but i did i wasn't real happy about it and but i did and it worked out really well because we've been Indiana ever since. 1964 is when that happened. Um, I might have said this in a previous podcast. I have three siblings. I'm the oldest of four. Uh, my sister, Cheryl, uh, she lives in um, Remington. Remington, Indiana. My sister, Linda, lives in Carmel or wherever, somewhere down there. Noblesville. Noblesville, Indiana. And my brother, Dave, lives next door to me on, on his farm just south. So, so... Let's jump ahead a little bit. I, I I get out of high school. I try the college thing. I worked at Aber or worked at the foundry, and I went to Abersist. And I remember. I want you to tell me that story. This is uh, uh I was uh, trying to decide, you know, what to do with my life. And Abersist was a, a company that was coming to fruition across the road from the foundry. And I know two times I came and said, "You think I should go to Abersist?" And the second time was when I was going to be a salesman. I came to you and said. You think I ought to be a salesman? And what do you guys recall about that those years and and the, my connection, our connection with with Abersist? I guess maybe I'm not really good at remembering things. I was in the process of a raising a small baby, and the older kids pretty much took care of their own selves. Right. And besides that, I had work to do on the farm too so uh, not a lot of not a record do you remember when i went to be a salesman at abresist in 84 vaguely yeah. i would imagine russ probably remembers yeah. more about yeah. that i remembered he came home one day and 
he said, uh, they've asked me to be a salesman. You think I could do it? And I said, well, you're pretty young. And he was, he was in his early 20s and not much experience. But I told him, I said, if you make it, you'll have a lifetime job. And so he took it yep. and did real well with it. That's what happened. I did it for 40 years. So, <laughs> And that's the reason for this podcast. They <clears throat> they asked me to come and do some uh, uh, marketing stuff, and this is this is part of it. So, so uh, pretty uh, pretty good stuff. Um, what uh, what do you do besides come here and camp out? You watch TV, you, you read books, take care of your dog. Oh, you yeah, go to Cheryl's. I'll... My sister Cheryl has a camping spot for them on her farm. So you guys are going over there next weekend, right? Right. And you're gonna fish. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's Not me. A f- Mom doesn't fish. Mom mom cooks fish. Dad dad uh, catches them. Matter of fact, yesterday dad and I went to uh, uh, Palestine Lake at about seven yesterday morning and came home with sixty pretty nice bluegills. And uh, for those of you who don't know, bluegills a panfish, a brim. Some people down south call it. And uh, a thirteen and a half inch crappie and eleven half inch perch. So we uh, we cleaned fish last night for several hours. So. So, do you guys clean any of the fish at Cheryl's? Do you keep them? Somewhere? Oh, yeah. You keep yeah. them and eat them? She has a lot of real nice bass. Uh, uh, she's got three springs in her pond, mm-hmm. and it's a real good pond. The, the, yeah. the bluegill get to be 10 to 12 inches, and she's got, I don't know how many, a lot of bass. Yeah. And uh, we got one we call Billy Bass that her, her youngest son and I put in. About 10 years ago, he weighed eight pounds when they put him in. He weighs, I would guess, around 15 right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a male or a female bass, but uh, if you catch him, you, you never sell him to keep him because he's big enough, he breaks all the lines. Yeah, that's a big fish. Okay, so, and when you go to Cheryl's, all the kids come over, Stephanie oh, yeah. and Shane yeah. and everybody? Yeah. That's good. And their, grand, their kids, your grandkids. Yeah. Eric. How many, how many grandkids you got all together? Do you know? Grandkids? Yeah. Ten. Ten grandkids. That never changes. Oh, that's true. The great grands. <laughs> how many grandkids? How many greats do you have? You got just twice. We that. got 20. 20 greats. now. Wow. And no great greats yet on the way. Well, well, we have one by marriage. Yeah. A great, great grandchild. Gotcha. Well, I don't expect cute. any of those in my family anytime soon. Both all my grandkids are pretty much uh, seem to be pretty career oriented. They all seem to be working right. hard on their careers and uh, and uh, not interested too much in marriage and other such things. So I guess I won't be a great grandpa for a while. You never yet. know. Yeah. <laughs> Calonborn Abresist provides wear resistant linings with excellent abrasion and impact resistance. Specifically constructed for use wherever wear and abrasion are a problem. Let's get started on our next lining project. Visit Callenborn.us. The, the next little section, I guess, basically, is I try to give everybody a few minutes to just talk to my audience, which is which is my Abrazis family, my uh, my work family, my clients, my customers that I've worked with over the years. I have. A pretty significant following of folks that I sold product to, serviced uh, their plants, cement plants, steel plants, uh, et cetera, power plants, that sort of thing. So a lot of different people listen to this. Um, 
they're they're all going, wow, that's pretty cool. You get your mom and dad. So tell them, tell all those folks what what you think you, they ought to know about me, about the farm, about you. Just last couple of minutes, last few words, Ma. She's looking at me funny. I guess it's 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 forty five years. It's been a good experience for him. Um, such a good one that he's having trouble retiring. I'm not having trouble retiring. <laughs> That's not true. I love being retired. That's the typical mom worrying about me. No, he, I I like this part of it. Yeah. Well, it, he's had a, he's had a good ride. Yep. I'll tell you. He, uh, there were times when I'm sure that he wanted to walk out the back door and say, you handle it. But he stuck with it, and that's the kind of person he is. You start something, you finish it. Well, and, and, and yeah, that's right. I, that's absolutely true. And if you, you were at the my retirement dinner, and, and <sighs> you know, I'll say this again, Craig and Troy and Scott and and the and the and the girls there through a unbelievable retirement dinner, and uh, I think somebody said to me that you said, "How cool is it to get to watch my son retire?" That's yeah. pretty. That's pretty cool. So that's kind of that's kind of a special thing. I don't know if many people get that opportunity, and I'm glad that I was able to retire while you were still around to watch me, and <laughs> and you know you follow me around for a couple three weeks here at a time. You see, I don't sit down very much. Uh, I try to take my dad fishing a lot. I try to pay attention to my mom and make sure she's got a golf cart to ride around in the farm and such things. And I'm real thankful that you're here for sure. Dad, you got a few, I know you got a few last words. Well, we might say, uh, we bought this farm in 60 and, uh, operated till, uh, 98 when I retired, uh, retired from, uh, as a millwright from uh, Alcoa. Lincoln Manufacturing. Lincoln Manufacturing, which is the division Alcoa. Alcoa. In Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne. In Fort Wayne. And uh, was real surprised. They set up a little retirement party out at the Soldiers Park mm-hmm. at Alcoa. And I really surprised about that. Uh, we raised our kids here. They, they all, four of them did well. They're all pretty self-productive. And, uh, um, doing well at this point in time. Uh, we're happy to have them. Uh, they all pay pretty good attention to us. And, uh, uh, we we just had a pretty good, pretty good run of life. But just, I think so too. I agree. I think you had a. I, I mean, I know there were ups and downs and things over the years, but for the last uh, 50, 60 years, I've been paying attention. It seems like, as a family, you know, we did pretty good. I I uh, I'm pretty proud of my my family and everything that we've done and accomplished. We're not wealthy by any imagination, but we can sure pay our bills and eat well. So. And I think we're happy. I, I feel like my family, uh, pretty darn happy folks. And, and if you come out here and hang out at the barn, you'll see my extended family is uh, pretty special to us. We have, uh, well, I don't know, half a dozen folks out there right now at uh, 
at Bob's Bar drinking coffee and and uh, chatting about stuff. We have a wedding this afternoon uh, on a different property, and so a lot of folks are going to be here for that and come out here afterwards and hang out and uh, and just kind of enjoy the the weather here in Indiana in August. So I appreciate everything. Appreciate you sitting down with me and and putting up with me all these years. I'm sure sometimes it wasn't easy. Tried to be a decent kid, good human. I uh, hope I I hope I established that that I appreciate everything you guys have ever done for me because I do. So thanks again. Hope, hope everybody enjoyed uh chat with mom and dad. Uh, like I said, I'll put a few pictures on my, my uh, Facebook page this afternoon. Uh, dad caught that big crappie yesterday and kind of snickered at me a little bit, but wasn't long. I caught a big perch. So I guess we got even more about that later. You enjoyed our chat with mom and dad, Russ and Ann Bauer, Sr. We're proud to be able to have a chat with them. Very happy about that. Stay tuned to this channel for more podcasts. We're going to learn about a lot of things, Abersist and Russ Bauer Jr. stuff in the future. Uh, we appreciate Abersist Callenborn allowing us to, uh, to do this. So stay tuned. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook at CallenbornAbersistUSA.com. And our LinkedIn page is Callenborn Abrazis Corporation. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. And don't forget to laugh often and lead a rare life. This podcast was produced and edited by Up There Media, LLC.